Against all odds is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use, because it's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast. How fast? As quick as two hours. It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day, right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up for promo code against all odds so they know I sent you. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Yes, Mikey Meatballs, fit them with the knobs. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parley kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? How we doing, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Well, listen, with all these sports, and what did I say yesterday? I bet like eight sports over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to stay on top of it. Now, opening day for baseball. Yes, baseball is happening April 7th. So we're nine days away, but we really don't want to get behind so we're going to preview the player part the player prop part of our preview will be today and then playoff picks and over under wins totals etc next week and guys we need help i mean i'm gonna be honest and who better (laughs) who better to help us now the lady of the league the hardest working woman in hardball the fiercest female in fantasy si.coms and our very own jen piacenti what's happening jen Hey, I'm, I'm, it's it's going great. You know, I'm just happy we're having baseball. Got a little nervous there for a second, but I made a few calls. I made it happen for you guys. So we thank are definitely going to have an opening day Thursday, thank April seventh. Yes, thank you for doing that. I know that was all you. I do. I don't want to put you on the spot, but are you the number one fantasy baseball expert in America? Obviously. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> Who's I, I, listen? It is yeah. obvious, Al. I'm wearing a shirt. Oh right, Harry is wearing a, a waiver wire shirt. I <laughs> love you- it. Yes, um, baseball and football. Why yes. not? Jen, so, uh, life size judge. Life size Jen on her shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jen, it's uh, you're a lot bigger than on any other shirt there. Wow. Uh, you, but do you have one of those shirts, Jen? We got to get you one. I don't actually have a shirt. Oh my I have God. stickers, and I think that my dad bought you out of shirts. I think he bought one in every single color and gave it to all his friends for Christmas. <laughs> Did it really? Okay. All right. We're going to get you one. We're going to take care of that. Uh, I do. You told us a little fun thing now um, about your, your we da- did ask you, and you didn't give a number, but how many fantasy drafts are you in right now? We're nine days out from uh, oh, first pitch. I think the number is seven right now. Okay. All yeah. Right. And That's the thing not terrible. About- it's, yeah. it's doable. The thing about it in baseball, of course, is that uh, the player pools are so deep. So the drafts are so long. And then some leagues, you set your lineup every single day. Um, but I tend oh. to play in leagues where it's only <laughs> once a week because I only have so much time. Okay, that's good. And I was about to ask you, well, first of all, this has taken a, a toll on uh, any and all relationships you have, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you delivered like a little bit of an ultimatum? Yes, I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, you know, I was all told right, so that- no more. Yeah, got it. No more fantasy drafts. No more. I was told. That was it. All right. So don't ask Jen, please. Of course. Don't ask me to do any more fantasy drafts. I'm done. Hit the max. First of all, you don't want her in your fantasy drafts because she's going to win all of them or come in second or something. She's going to embarrass you. But I did want to ask you, how much more difficult is baseball than football fantasy? I I feel it's uh, 
it's light years harder because the the statistics go on forever. Like football, I feel like you could do targets and touchdowns and yards and base it all on that. And that's enough to try to juggle. But baseball, the statistics are endless. So that's a great question. So on the one hand, it's harder because there's a much deeper player pool. So you have to know Mm -hmm. a lot more players like you're doing offense and defense. And in fantasy football, really all you're doing is offense, right? Mm -hmm. So you have all of that. um, So you have a really deep player pool. But at the same time, there's less luck involved because you have 162 games. So everything kind of evens out and you can kind of predict it a little bit more. So fantasy football, you, what you got 16 chances. And if a guy gets injured, you're really done. There's no chance he's probably coming back or you could just have a really bust game that can lose you your week. And because fantasy baseball is often not, you know, matchups, it's roto. A lot of times you have Mm -hmm. that even keel. So it's kind of just kind of how you look at it, but if you start out playing fantasy baseball, playing fantasy football feels easy. Right. Okay. So I think your point is, um, so like the Yankees, for instance, could lose five times in a week, but you know, it's going to even out, right? They're going to play 600 ball or whatever they're going to do. Uh, Same with your players on the Yankees or players from teams that you think Mm -hmm. are going to do well. I get it. That makes sense. I would say, I think NBA is probably the hardest now because you just don't know who the hell is playing ever. Right. Like that's right. Like partly kid, you're a teacher. Like you imagine if, well, but maybe you don't have to imagine, like you have students say, yeah, well, they'll, they'll show up a couple of times a week. I don't even know if it's a Monday or a Thursday, but right. I mean, that, that's what I feel like. Uh, am I overselling this NBA is a erratic thing? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I play fantasy. It seems like it's crazy. And thank God it's week to week because every day would be disgusting to do. Oh, you're right about that. So, but I, I'm not sure if, MLB could be just as frustrating with all the injuries, et cetera, too. So, yeah. um, you know, guys sitting out for, uh, you know, hamstring tweaks and all this stuff and um, maintenance as well. So Major League Baseball is uh, a little ahead of NBA when it comes to that in my book, but uh, not too much further ahead. It's not the uh, like it used to be with guys playing 162 games a year or close to it. Right. All right. So Jen is going to help us. Now, what we're going to go over today is a little bit less stressful because it's futures. It's based on Mm -hmm. the whole rest of the season. We're not going day to day. And Jen is there for you for that, for daily fantasy and overall fantasy. Uh, You could check her out. But let's go over what I deem the seven biggest awards and not just me. Um, Fandle does, too, because it's the only ones they have up. But right now for player props, let's go AL MVP um, Shohei Otani dominated this won it unanimously last year he's the favorite four to one odds trout five to one vlad five to one and then we get double figure guys like judge and devers and wander franco i'm gonna be boring here i'm gonna go tani 31st place votes last year uh nobody had a first place vote other than him as i said it was unanimous the same dudes and dudettes voting every year right jen um he had 420 overall Vlad at 269, that's substantial. I don't think Trout coming back makes a difference, really, because, well, because the Angels kind of suck every year. So it's not like, well, oh, the Angels wouldn't be this without that. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, um, you could kind of come in last place or fourth place and still have an MVP on your team, much like the Angels do. 46 homers, 100 RBIs, nine wins, an ERA, slightly over three, 156 strike. It's great. You take the pitching part out. And he probably still wins. 
you guys can play around with other odds in case Otani gets hurt. But for the foreseeable future, I think he's the guy. I don't mean to scold you, Jen, but whatever you say, other than Otani <laughs> is wrong at this point. But who do you have? Well, I, I took Otani last year and, and it was great. Um, so that's fine. But yeah, I'm not going to pick Otani this year. Wow. Um, okay. Because it's hard to go back to back. Let's just face it, right? Going back to back is difficult and you're not mm-hmm. getting awesome odds. And he has double the chances to get injured because he's also pitching. Now, mm-hmm. you know, he's batting leadoff so far, which is pretty exciting. And he's been really good in spring. So I could really lose on this. However, Vlad yeah. Guerrero Jr. has said that last year was just the preview to the movie of how good <laughs> he's going to be. Okay. Really? Um, so I, I think, you know, there's a lot of love for the Toronto blue Jays this year. That lineup is stacked and he has learned to elevate the ball. Um, I'm going Vlad here just because Shohei Otani is an awesome pick. Vlad, you get slightly better odds. So five to one. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Vlad. All right. And you're right about the back-to-back thing. It hasn't happened in the American league since you would have thought like trout would have done it like for five, six mm-hmm. years ago, whatever. But it is, what was it? It was a decade ago that Miggy Cabrera did it. And in the National League, it was even longer, like I think 13 years ago, where Pujols went back to back. By the way, Pujols back with the Cardinals announced mm. yesterday. All right, Brother Brian, you agree with uh, Sister Jen and you like Vlad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vlad's numbers at 22 years old last year were ridiculous. It's amazing to think, you know, I mean, we grew up with the with his dad and mm-hmm. it's amazing to think he might be better than his dad. You know, he looks slimmed down already a little bit this year. He's killing the ball in spring training. I mean, so the thing with him is like he could easily hit 330 with 50 home runs and 120 RBIs. And uh, it's definitely a legit possibility for him this year. So, yeah, I do. I do like him, too, at, at five to one. I Yeah, Otani. I mean, look, if Otani does what he did last year, he's going to win it every year for the next 10 years. Yeah. But, that, it, but, it's hard to deny that. Right. Like, yeah. like what would have to happen, Jen, other than an injury for Otani? Like what kind of numbers would he have to put up? I think to, he'd have to, you know, his batting average actually isn't stellar. So that's the mm-hmm. one spot that he's uh, missing in. So if that goes down, then I mm-hmm. think that could hurt his chances, but really it's just injury because like literally is there a more valuable player in all sports than a guy that no, plays your crazy. offense and your defense? It's really at an elite stupid. level. <laughs> yeah, it's like if uh, who's the the Falcons running back guy? There? I forgot already. Cordero Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson. Patterson. Yeah, if he was uh, close to you know rushing and receiving records, right on right. both sides, you'd have to you'd have to consider him at right. one position. Uh, yeah, or Samuel or something. Uh, all right, Harry Devers, you're taking a bigger swing. No pun intended. Uh, Twenty to one. Yeah. At 20 to one in five seasons, he's got a career slugging percentage of over 500 last year, 37 doubles, 38 home runs does have to cut down on the strikeouts a little bit, but we mentioned spring training a little bit too. He's killing it already. He's got three home runs and six games already ready to go after it. But at 20 to one, I think that's pretty good value on the Boston Red Sox. All right. Polly kids going even further down the list. Yeah. Well, Sal, look, you know, again, you know how I feel about the MVP voting. I don't like it. Uh, you shouldn't be on a last place team and uh-huh. be able to win the MVP. It's as simple as that. MLB is the only league that really does that for the most yeah. part, where you could be on a terrible team. You could be the best player in the league, uh-huh. but you're not the most valuable if your team is terrible. I'm sorry. To me, that it doesn't make sense. Uh, so I like what some of the – I think Toronto's going to have a very good year. So I like what uh, Jen and Brian are saying um, and for, to put Guerrero up. And I'm going to go with another guy. A young stud, 24-year-old Luis Robert on the White Sox. I think the White Sox are the premier team in that central division. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, in 68 games last year, 
Uh, he had 338, 22 doubles, 13 home runs. Uh, his OPS uh, was uh, sixth in the league if he had qualified and had enough plate appearances for that. He stays healthy. He's a gold glove type of center fielder as well. A premier position mm. playing on maybe the best team in the American League. Possible. Yeah. Uh, this guy is only going upwards, this kid. He is a stud. At 30 to 1, I'm going to take Robert there on the White Sox. Jen, what about that? Does that bother you too? That the best pl uh, player on not the best team or not the top three teams can win MVP? And doesn't also, bother me at all. Right. Not at all, because I feel like, you know, maybe the team isn't the best, but how many more games would the Angels have lost without Shohei Otani? He literally is the most valuable player because he probably kept them at 500, whereas the other teams had other teams that could have picked up the slack. So I so, feel the opposite. So wins, wins above it. replacement is a huge factor for you in, in a lot of this. Huge. I think that really does okay. mean MVP. And that is definitely Shohei Otani. What do you, when are you going to get a vote, by the way? And if, if if you do, it's a double-edged sword. You can't. Can really we talk start about a campaign like this. for this? I would like to. Jen gets to vote. So. Well, Parlay Kid is not going to be on that bandwagon for sure because I'm in. Not I'm in. Because <laughs> That's okay. Uh, all right, we'll see what we could do. All right, NL MVP uh, Bryce Harper won last year. It was between Soto and Harper for me uh, in picking it. So Soto's favorite at plus three sixty. Acuna Jr. obviously hurt at the end of the. I don't know what the hell happened. They won the World Series. I, I'm still going back to that. They lost their best player. They won the World Series. Seven to one odds. Mookie Betts plus eight fifty. Freddie Freeman. Switch teams 12 to 1, Bryce Harper 12 to 1, Trey Turner 16 to 1. So for me, it was between Harper and Soto. Uh, and for the voters, it was close last year. Harper won. It was 348 to 274. I actually think it could be Soto's year, but for those odds, they're really good for the defending champ. And like I said, it hasn't happened back to back in the National League in like 13 years, but he led in doubles. He led in slugging, OPS, OPS plus, OPS plus, 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 plus. I don't even know what these are sometimes. But uh, it's tougher to pitcher around him this year. Schwarber and Castellanos in the lineup. Uh, here's what I like. He struck out Monday. Meaningless game. Threw a fit. Threw a fit, Jen. He went nuts. Uh, <laughs> throwing stuff, cursing people out. I don't like rooting for him. He's in my division. He's not particularly likable guy, but really good value, I think, at 12 to 1. Jen, what do you say? You're going with the the switching teams thing doesn't typically work, although Mookie Betts is a is a star for sure. So you're doing it with Freddie Freeman. I'm doing it with Freddie Freeman. Also 12 to 1. I want a little bit better odds than like a Soto, who I think, you know, probably is the front runner for a reason. But Freddie mm. Freeman, career expected batting average 302. He's probably also going to lead the leading home run the team in home runs. The only other person that might have more home runs than Freddie Freeman is Max Muncy. Should he stay healthy? But we got Freddie Freeman probably batting in the two spot. And this guy easily could have 120 runs scored. He's just as steady as they possibly come. If you look up his StatCast page, it's like all red. So I think the move for him into that amazing lineup is going to be phenomenal. I'm like all in on him coming to the Dodgers. I think he's going to be mm. lights out and that team is stupidly good. I mean, they're so far and away favored to win the world series right now. There's a reason why. Plus they have the DH. I mean, there's going to yeah. be so many more points scored. We look at like how many runs did the Astros score more than anybody else in the league. The Dodgers are only a few behind it, but they didn't even have a DH. Right. So yeah. 
Well, well, you scared me a second when you said there's going to be more points scored. I'm like, oh my I'm god, sorry. she knows it's runs. runs, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> I was okay. No, she means fantasy points, guys. Sports. Of course, that's what she means. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, all right. So yeah, I yeah, you got to counter that, uh, take that in consideration that the uh, NL has a DH uh, for something like this. But Freddie Freeman coming over for sure, big move. God, the Dodgers always favored, always favored uh, when it comes down to it. All right, Harry, which way are you going? I'm going to take Acuna Jr. at 7-1. to No, he's coming back from injury here, but just 24 years old. Um, slugging percentage has been over 550 in three of his four seasons. And we just mentioned Freeman's mm. gone, so it's basically his team here, his time to shine. De- uh, defending uh, World Series champs here. I think at 7-1, to not getting the greatest number. It's kind of fishy here with Freeman being 12-1, to him only being 7-1, to but I'm going to give him a shot here. I think he's when he's healthy, obviously, puts up fantastic numbers. I'm going to give it a shot with the defending champs. But did he, to, out of the big players, did he take the biggest hit in terms of uh, losing a player to pitch around in the lineup? I mean, that's... yeah. Sure, but still only, like I said, 24 years old and still puts up yeah. fantastic numbers. I'll give it a shot here. All right. Jan, who did take the biggest hit? Is it Acuna out of the big boppers with the, all the lineup changes? Acuna, though, uh, it depends on where. I mean, Acuna is probably only going to be DHing for April, so they may, you know, tinker with that lineup a right. little bit. Um, and I don't know if Acuna is going to run anymore. So, again, his lineup position may change since the knee. So, I don't know how gotcha. much he's going to run. So, we'll see what they do. All right. Uh, Polly Kidd, Austin Riley. Wow. 33 to one. Yeah. I like these odds for a guy who was seventh in the NL voting last year for MVP, uh, three or three batting average. Good for 11th in the league, 33 home runs, uh, 23rd in the, in the MLB, 170, 107 RBIs. Good for eighth and an OPS of 898, which was good for 15th in the league. He is a great clutch hitter. Just turned 25. He's only going to get better, like the guy I just told you about on the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on a good team, which I, I think should really factor in it. Uh, so let's take Austin Raleigh, who's just ascending uh, in this. Uh, a great young player. Great young. gets Kind of gets overlooked amongst these Braves, but mm-hmm. he might be their best all-around player, Whoa, Harry. Oh, Harry. Take that. You and Ted Turner. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, Bry, Paul O'Neill, 38 to 1. What a Yankee homer you are here. Uh-huh. Ridiculous. Come on. Oh, wrong O'Neill. Who do you Yeah, uh, Tyler O'Neill, thir- uh, 38 to 1. I mean, similar to what Parley Kid's saying. I mean, I do think it's tough. I mean, the NL race is tough to beat out. I think Soto or Harper. But, you know, I like the odds at 38 to 1. You know, last year at 26 years old, he became a star, hit 34 home runs in 138 games. He won a second straight gold glove. Uh, he finished fourth in war uh, and position players in the NL. You know, if he, he strikes out a lot, it is one problem. So if he can cut down on that, I think, you know, he's got a shot just between, you know, offense, defense, you know, but for him, 38 to one, I thought was a uh, pretty good value there. All right. All right. Let's switch to AL Cy Young. All right, Harry. This is where Harry does his victory lap. Although I don't know how much of a lap you could. Well, just, uh, just a lap in general for you is tough, but you didn't win any. <laughs> you didn't win any money unless you're in a car. But no, I did not. You, you didn't win any money, but you screamed. And Jen, we all made fun of you, but Jen got on board before uh, a lot of us did. But Robbie Ray, who won the uh, Cy Young Award, 207 votes. That came down to the wires. Him and Garrett Cole, right? 29 first place votes. Votes. He was 13 and seven, 284 for the Jays. Uh, Harry, you're going right back with him. 
So go ahead. Let's hear it. 15 to one is, is pretty good. I am. For, yeah. yeah. I think he's getting disrespected here at 15 <laughs> to one. I mean, 248 K's last season, most of his nine year career. And we always said, Jen and I have said that if he cuts down on the walks and has some control, he will be a force. And that's what happened last year. Opponents batting average, just 210. Seattle's going to get him plenty of run support. They were in the wild card race to the last week of the regular season last year. I think, and playing in that ballpark, in Seattle, he's, he's going to have. There's going to be th- plenty of three-two games that he pitches in. Al Cy Young at fifteen to one. I think that's pretty, pretty good. All right, Jen, let's hear it. I mean, we can make fun. You know, it's more fun when he loses, right? So, do you like this pick? <laughs> um, no, I can't go back to the well with Robbie Ray. I did like it for last year, though. I did pick him up on the waiver wire, and I got to keep him in my league. I think he's going to have a good year, but he's not going to get the run support he got in Toronto and Seattle or in that park. But it is a better pitcher's park. Um, yeah. So no, it's not a bad pick. It's just not one I would make, but at those odds, why not? Okay. But you are going, uh, I was surprised by this when you sent me uh, your actual pick. See, Harry's got to stay on brand and Mm -hmm. so do I. Okay. Yes. So my pick is Justin Verlander. Yeah. Um, look, he's already hitting 95 in spring training. He's been Mm -hmm. ready since he could have pitched in the postseason. He opted not to be conservative. So he's, (laughs) more than a year, year and a half removed from his Tommy John. And we've seen him win a Cy Young before he's, you know, Lance McCullers isn't there. He's going to have to step up. I just, you know, 25 to one it's, it's happening. Uh, I, I can't get on you because I know this is your team and I want to make say it's a homer call, but I have the Grom in the national league in, in like three minutes, but 25 to one is pretty good for an established pitcher like that. Uh, Parley kid, what are you going with? Yeah, so let's get one thing clear. Harry Jen had Robbie Ray last year. Harry oh. was did not have Ray last year. <laughs> he had Ray the year before. <laughs> Jen jumped on him last year. So I see. Let's okay. not give Harry really any credit for Robbie oh, Ray. This could turn when out he, so much better than he, I thought. He was on his, the the, tra, the Ray train. Jen was the one on him last year. Okay. Harry was on. I love how uh, Darren, the season Darren, before Darren that. remembers certain things and doesn't well, remember a lot of things, <laughs> but he remembers on. these but certain things. You're not going to tell anybody that. So I got to let that's people right. know. Well, that's, that's also right. because Harry stalked him when he was in Arizona. So that's, this is true. Yeah. Once he yeah. left, <laughs> it was exactly. Right. Well, so look, here's the problem with the AI. I mean, Harry, how many games did Ray win last year? Uh, I think uh, 13, uh, 13, right? 12 or 13. Like, when right? does a guy with 13 wins? Yeah. Win the Cy Young Award, right? It's almost unheard yeah. of in baseball, but that's what it's come down to. The AL, if you're trying to look for a Cy Young Award winner, that you might as well flip a coin hmm. with these guys because it's r- really way too hard to call. There's no, there's no really great standout that you can really rely on. So I'm going to go with the guy who had his breakout year last year with with the San Francisco Giants. He has moved to ter- the Toronto Blue Jays, where he's going to get a ton of run support and Kevin Gossman. Uh, led the major leagues in starts with 33 last year, um, uh, 227 strikeouts, a whip of just over a shade of one ERA 281, uh, which you'd like to see your Cy Young award winner, maybe be a, a, a tad lower than that. But the guy seems like he's dependable. He's going to be pitching for a team that's going to score a lot. Maybe he approaches uh, 18, 19, maybe even 20 wins. If he gets uh, th- matches his 33 starts again, Yep. And at 30 to one, I'll roll with a guy like that uh, because I do think it's a coin flip in the American league. It's a, yeah, but it's like a 11 sided coin. I know what you said. Ah, the Mets were supposed to get. Yes, it is. It I, is I, true. I think we're good. I'm not going to cry. We did. Okay. Uh, mm. But they, it was yeah, at did. the last minute, 
He did. It was going to. All right, Brian, you have an interesting one. We bring up Otani and uh, 25 to one odds. I mean, the, the spotlight's going to be on him, right? All the articles, Jen's going to write articles about him. He's going <laughs> to get as much push as you can get for a major league pitcher, right? Yeah, I mean, this goes against what I was saying when I was taking, you know, Guerrero at MVP, because if he wins the Cy Young, he's obviously winning the uh, MVP as well. But at 25 to one, I mean, this is a guy I mean, I think anything after watching last year, um, anything really is possible for him. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and, and last year, like probably kid was saying, we saw the Cy Young race was an absolute mess. I mean, the fact that Ray won it, it's kind of a joke for the American League. Um, but, you know, at one point in time, he was lights out. I mean, Otani had a stretch in the middle of the season where. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was just phenomenal. You know, I know the question and and Jen can answer this, right? I mean, the question is, can he pitch enough this year? I mean, he only threw like 132 innings. Can he throw, you know, are they still planning on pitching him every six games? I guess is the question, because if he can, if he can throw, you know, upper 20s in the games and get to like 180 innings, then I think he has Mm -hmm. a legit shot here. I guess it's just really going to come down to health or whether or not he just pitches enough. But I do think his stuff is probably better than everybody else in the American League. What do you have him, Jen? How many innings pitch do you have for Otani? I mean, probably closer to 150 because no, really, what pitchers pitch 180 innings anymore? That's just the way of the league, unfortunately. And it's getting less and less every year. I think only four pitchers approached 200 innings last season. Wow. Like 180 used to be something we could expect, and now it's getting less and less. So if if I'm the Angels and I have someone like Shohei Otani, I'm not going to push him to go really deep into games or whatever because I need his bat just as much. So I do think that's the only real issue with Otani is what you said, just that he may not have the volume that the other will get. It's going to be the same for the Mets, right? They're going to maybe need DeGrom's bat so much that maybe they cut back on this. (laughs) There was a point when he had more RBI than he had uh, allowed runs. That's crazy. Yes, exactly. That's the, well, we'll get to that in a second. Let me just get my pick. Dylan Cease uh, for the White Sox. I I love these White Sox pitchers, right? I, I lean heavy on Lucas Giolito. And by the way, he had the same record as Robbie Ray last year, 13 and seven, a sub four ERA, 128 whip, 226 Ks, which I think was third in the uh, American League. But I'm ba- I had Julie Lito was my guy last year. I'm bouncing back with Cease. He's 26. I think your Astros beat up on him a little bit, Jen, they did. last year in the playoffs, right? He gave up three runs in an inning, and he's now using that as an inspiration. Now, does he get enough starts as the White Sox three behind Lynn and Giolito? That's the question. It's all about innings pitched aside from injuries, right? He'll get his starts. The issue is control. So like he walks people. If you ever watch Dylan Cease's pitch, it's really frustrating. Cause I have, I've had him for years in all my fantasy leagues. He's like my favorite late round pick. He's got serious stuff, but you know, 1.38 whip, that's not good. So he's just got to quit. He's got to strike guys out at the plate. The problem is if he lets them reach, which he does, then his ERA goes up, you know, sub four, not good enough for a Cy Young. So he, if he can get that under control, He's got talent. Well, hold on. 1.28 whip, not 1.38. Come on. I would, never, sorry, I, I, I would never, ever look at anyone with 1.28. No. no, but I think, I think everything you said is right. And that's why we're getting 18 to one odds for him. And that's, uh, I don't know. I think it's worth a shot as uh, Parley Kid says, it's kind of a coin toss uh, right there for all this. All right, let, we can go through this really quickly. Uh, National League Cy Young, you know, Harry, you could be cute and pick someone different, but Jacob DeGrom, at plus 360. I know Corbin Burns won the slimmest of margins last year over Zach Wheeler. We all know that's a farce. Healthy DeGrom wins this. I mean, he was done what, Jen, the first week of July? I, I feel like I feel like if he had five or six more healthy starts, 
just got to like first week of August, he probably still would have had a shot to win with these ridiculous numbers. Literally right? half the season, and he finished as the starting pitcher 13. Jesus. Right. Half the season. He he pitched like 98 innings. He is brilliant and the best pitcher in baseball, hands down, not even close. Yeah. What are you going to say? I mean, what am I going to do? I'm rooting for him every time he's on the mound and I don't think anyone else is going to win. And a 1.08 ERA is ridiculous. Like Jen says, we, there's talk about, uh, you know, there's, uh, you can only do more and more fun things with his stats. Does he have more RBIs and runs he's allowed or, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's outstanding in five innings this year, 10 strikeouts. Uh, Harry's going to be a jerk and take someone else. But I don't know, Jen, do you have anything else to add? Partly nope. good. I know you like the Grom also. Verbal retweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the Grom, Sal. Um, uh, of course I like the Grom. What's there not to like about him? He's on um, possibly the best team in baseball, right? Yeah. The New yeah. York Mets. <laughs> they are loaded. Thank you. We'll talk more about that as we go along. Absolutely loaded. Um, you know, the thing I feel bad for the Grom is, look, you could talk about every year. I mean, this guy is going to be 34 this summer. Uh-huh. He's got 77 career wins. <laughs> 77. Career. Ron Guidry had that in one season for the Yankees. 77 uh, wins? I didn't yeah, know Yeah, it was wow. like 77 wins in 1978. <laughs> I had no this idea. This poor guy's got 77. He's going to be 34 years old. Right, can they, can they help that. this guy out? Yeah. Which I think they have. I mean, they are loaded this year. They are absolutely <laughs> loaded. So he should win All right. like 25 games this year, and he'll surpass 100. But what does DeGrom have to win to be a Hall of Famer? Seriously, what is he going to have? Is he going to get in the Hall of Fame with like 110 wins for his I career? I mean, uh, yeah. this is crazy. Sh- 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 Schilling's not in with 220 right he wins then. another Cy Young, though, right? I mean, that's... You, you, can't, you can't look at it like that. Well, I'm saying if he has a chance, you can't look at it. The way you have to look at it is, was he the most dominant or one of the most dominant pitchers of a decade, of any yeah. decade, of any seven or eight-year stretch? Whatever. And I think the answer is yes. Answer right. Is yes. Jen, right. Is that how you yeah. would the numbers won't stack up? He'll be in the Hall of Fame and like yeah, the Cy Young I mean, of the world and the basically, Steve Collins will be like, what the hell's going on here? Right. But Jacob deGrom is kind of the inspiration for why in my my experts league, we're trying this new format where instead of tallying wins, you're tallying innings pitched. So that it doesn't get held against pitchers like Jacob Degrom, um, right? Because he's just so darn good, and I mean, he doesn't need a bloody sock to get into the Hall of Fame. Like he's there just go. that good. You know, I, I just I wonder though. I'm seriously wondering how much taking his bat out of the lineup hurts him. I know they they worked around and made a nice lineup uh, uh, in spite of that around them in the one through eight spots, but. Versus the other nine hitters, he was he was uh, vastly more improved, but vastly better, right? Like a superior. Is yeah, I know word? what you yeah. mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, compared so, to the other pitcher hitting, yeah, he yeah. was. He's like it's, Zach Grinky. He's just an athlete. Right. Yeah. I just wonder. Uh, he was uh, a shortstop, right? Came up as a shortstop. Yeah, wasn't he? There you go. All right. So, uh, brother Bry. Oh, so all right, Harry. Go ahead. You and brother Bry being jerks here. Uh, uh, let, let's hear it. You have Wheeler. Well, no, it's not even that. And of course, DeGrom will win if he stays healthy, but mm-hmm. of course, he can't stay healthy. I'm going to take a shot with Zach Wheeler at 11 to 1, 247 Ks last year. Opponents batting average, best ever for his career, was only 215. Three months of, during the season, th- th- three se- separate months, had a 2.08 or less ERA. I'm just going to take Wheeler at 11 to 1 because DeGrom just can't stay healthy. All right. Uh, He's injured, Harry, you know that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, I'm hopeful that long? you're right. And it's just <laughs> a passing thing. I really a, hopefully a you're right because I have him before they announce the injury. But he's got a shoulder <laughs> issue. Uh, but Degrom can't stay healthy though. You understand? Yeah. Jim? It doesn't matter. <laughs> he can't stay healthy. Harry's pick can't even start healthy. But it's a, it's a difference. Oh, that's great. Well, we have our, our video breakout for the day. That's good. Uh, all right, uh, <laughs> brother Brian. Well, we're going with Bueller. Yeah, I'm going with Bueller. But I, you know, I do. I too. I mean, I'm gonna bet this is gonna be at least the third straight year. I bet Degrom, right? And just pray he yeah. stays and pray he stays healthy. Uh, I think last year he was probably like three to one. Uh, you know, so you're getting about the same. Odds, but I was looking at Bueller just at eleven to one, uh, similar to what Wheeler is. But you know, Bueller finished the season uh, fourth last year in Cy Young. He's still only twenty-seven years old. He was sixteen and four with a two point four seven ERA, mm. and he had a WHIP underneath uh, under one. So the thing with him, I think last year with the, you know his strikeouts came down a little bit, like compared to years past. You know, usually mm-hmm. he's, you know, but last year was only a little over one an inning. If he can increase that back up a little bit, because he was one of those pitchers, I think that just, he probably threw around 200 innings. Um, you know, if he can up the strikeouts a little bit more, I think he's going to put himself in the conversation because he's, he's a guy who could easily have a, you know, a two, two, five ERA and, and, and be in that conversation for top three pitchers in the NL. I wonder if Brian though, uh, okay, that's fine. But if, if this DeGrom bet is similar to how we look at Mahomes for MVP and Jen, you can weigh in on this too, where if it, it's five to one, four to one, somewhere right there. You're looking at if you are an investment banker, like if you had to advise somebody and say, hey, one of the next four years, this guy's winning Cy Young. One of the next four years, Patrick Mahomes is winning MVP. Isn't that a, a decent way to look at it? You can definitely look at it that way. If you plan to be a long-term gambler, uh, right. yeah. I, I, I will say Walker Wheeler was my second pick. <laughs> Second in line. He was, he he's was. who I would go to if it wasn't DeGrom. Okay. Well, you know what? You bet both of them. That's what uh, America is yeah. a great place to live. <laughs> plus 360 and 11 to 1. You could do it on FanDuel. Hey, we mentioned NBA same game parlays. They give you the chance to turn a small bet into a big payday. You choose any NBA game, combine multiple bets, like the amount of three pointers made, the leading scorer, make it into one wager for bigger wins winnings get paid fast it's a top rated easy to use safe and secure app plus if you're a new customer you can bet five dollars and get 150 bucks in site credit instantly guaranteed download the FanDuel sportsbook app and sign up using promo code against all odds to bet the nba today that's promo code against all odds exclusively on FanDuel sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba yeah harry we are gonna uh jen you could join us if you want i don't know what you're doing tonight oh you have a fantasy draft i'm sure but uh if you don't <laughs> We are uh, doing our race to 10. What's the game? We'll discuss it later on. What is it, Harry? It's Utah and who? Jazz Clippers. Have you done this, Jen? Have you bet the race to 10? No. Oh, it's the greatest. Because you're (laughs) in and out. You could do it. The game is over in like six minutes. You're betting on which team will score 10 points first. Um, Oh. And so you're just screaming for about four minutes. And uh, I don't know if you're an opera singer. It's probably not um, soothing. Uh, It's not good. (laughs) Not a plan. But... Uh, you're really at your your greatest. Uh, and Harry, we've won what? Two in a row, Harry? Two in a row and we're three and one overall. All right. We're going to go for three in a row. You could join us tonight. We're going to be doing it all over Twitter. And like I said, it's five minutes long. Harry, let's get it out of the way now. Who are we taking? Okay. Well, the line is right now, Jazz are minus 122. Uh, the Clippers are plus 102. Clippers have lost race to 10. Uh, they've been awful lately. They've lost uh, five in a row. They've lost race to 10. Four in a row. The Jazz have actually won three in a row, and one of those was last uh, last Saturday when uh, the Jazz just destroyed the Clippers mm. at ten to two. 
10 to 2, just wiped up the uh, Clippers, destroyed All them. Right. And the Jazz have won, hit, have hit three in a row. So you would think that I'd go Jazz oh, here, come right? Come on, don't do this. What? We're really? going Clippers, baby. Oh, We're going gosh. Clippers. This is baloney. Why is the line so low, Bri? <laughs> Minus 122. Well, We're taking the clip. Isn't George is I know George, the, isn't George back? To, is he back tonight? I I well I, he oh, might be geez. but also I saw that Mitchell's playing. I saw that Reggie Jackson's not playing. So it's still another player for the Clippers that may not be there, but I'm still going to take the Clippers. What the hell? I hate this, Jan. This is what we do. <laughs> Go yeah. the other way. Too easy to take the Jazz here. <laughs> You know, you know, Wheeler's hurt, don't you? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Listen, it. we've had the we've, we've out of these four games. We have the Clippers like three. We know them like the back of our All hand. Right. I think this is fishy and I'm taking the clip. We'll go Clippers. What line is it? What are we getting? I believe it was plus 102 last time I checked. All right, Chan, you're welcome to join us, but I recommend you sit this one out and we'll play for someone at home. <laughs> plus 102 Clippers. Uh, we'll do that tonight. All right, back to the uh, good stuff. National League Rookie of the Year. Does anyone other than Jen know last year's winner of this? Yeah, it was Jonathan India. I said oh. other than Jen. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, yes, sure. it was Jonathan India. <laughs> Second baseman, uh, 20 homers, 69 RBIs, about the same as the AL uh, winner, Arizona. Um yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, Jen, you know what? Start us off here. I feel like okay. these are like a no, really, to Polly Kid, you talk about flipping a coin. And, you know, I'm just trying to compare it to football. I think we thought with five new quarterbacks starting that one of them would be the, the offensive rookie of the year would be a quarterback and it end up being Jamar Chase. So, but he was probably seventh or eighth on the list. I don't know. I feel like you could get one of 20 guys uh, winning this, right? Or am I wrong on this? Correct. There is no clear front runner here. Um, Mm -hmm. The only thing you do is like, you can think about, well, who's going to get the playing time, right? Because the reason Jonathan India won, it's not like his stats were so fantastic. He just had opportunity right out the gate. So when I'm looking Mm -hmm. to pick rookie of the year awards, I'm looking for people that aren't necessarily considered the highest, you know, pedigree prospects that might come up mid season. I'm looking for people that'll just get opportunity and kind of sneak their way into this, which is basically what happened with Jonathan India. And Mm -hmm. in the NL this year, there's really just nobody thrilling at all. So I'm going to go and put a bet on a guy with a really cool name, Seth Beer, because who doesn't want to root for beer? That's right. That's it. But (laughs) seriously. Parlay kid doesn't. Beer has like major... That's it. It's okay. Go ahead. You're rooting for beer. Those are good odds, though, right? They're good odds. And this is a guy with like massive raw power, which previously, and he doesn't have great defensive skills. So previously, like you wouldn't even, you'd probably get, you would write him off completely. But now with the DH, Mm -hmm. there's a possibility that this guy comes up and swats 30 something home runs. And with no other competition, even as a DH, he, he could squeak by. So basically, it's just a dart throw. And I like the odds and I like rooting for beer. That's right. We can't, we can't fault you for that. I will say, I, I feel like this is where my knowledge of baseball slacks, slacks a little, right? Parley kid. Like we knew every rookie of the year candidate, right. when we were growing up. This is the true test. Like, Oh my God, I look at these names. Like I really, I don't know if I'm prepared. And then I'm like, and, and what happens to these guys? Do they disappear? But no, they don't. DeGrom won in 14, Chris Bryant, 15, Corey Seager, 16, Bellinger, 17. These are all national leaguers. Acuna Jr., uh, 18, Alonzo, 19. Devin Williams had a good year last year, right, uh, Jen? It was like, okay. It, it was okay. Won. wasn't as good as that shortened, uh, strike-shortened season, though. Right. When he pulled that rookie of the year. Yeah. Out. 
So he won in 20. Yeah, last year I'm seeing. So Jonathan India is, seems to be a, a similar uh, case. Her, uh, Parley Kidd, who are you going to go with? So I'm going to go with somebody that emerged on the scene late last year, and uh, Camilo Duvall on the San Francisco Giants. He's a uh, problem with the Giants. If they would commit to him as their closer, which uh, they mm-hmm. might at some point, I would love this kid at 12 to 1. Uh, he's a fireballer, so he's reached 104-plus miles per hour on his fastball. Devastating slider. In 27 innings last year, he was a, a quick 5-1 with three saves at the all at the end of the year. He was pretty solid for them in his playoff appearances against the Dodgers as well. 27 innings pitched, 37 Ks. He's really born to be a closer, this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, like you just said, two years ago, we had a relief pitcher win right. uh, the rookie of the year for the Brewers. Uh, this kid's numbers could be outstanding. And if he ends up getting that closer role, right now there's like a bullpen closer by committee there with Jake McGee mm-hmm. and, and him. Uh, and there's other guys even in the mix. But if they commit to him as their closer, which they might at some point, because his stuff is overwhelming, uh, you know, and he could get 30 plus saves on a really good team. I'll grab him at 12 to one right now. Jen, what do you hear about him as a closer role? Yeah, it's a good pick. And it's also a good pick for late in your fantasy drafts. If you're looking for saves and you aren't sure where to go and you decided not to spend up early. So yeah, I like Milo Duvall. All right. There you go. So you're back on the same page. You too. I like it. All right. uh, (laughs) Harry, go ahead. Joey Bart, 17 to one. Yeah. Catcher for the giants as well. Uh, Look, look, he drafted a second overall 2018 draft. Out of playing out of Georgia Tech, he was the ACC Player of the Year that year. He batted three fifty nine, uh, and last year he played at AAA uh, Sacramento, batted two ninety four, and in uh, sixty seven games had forty six RBIs. And Buster Posey just retiring, maybe he gets a decent amount of playing time. Jen doesn't like that one, but all right, no, I'm okay but with I'm- that one. I mean, he he kind of underperformed last year, but I took him in drafts because yeah, he has the spot, the ability, no Buster Posey, and he he was a top prospect. So I'm kind of hoping you're right, Harry. I, I should mention uh, O'Neill Cruz is the favorite at plus three fifty. Your guy Bry is second favorite at Suzuki. Say yes, Suzuki. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz. He's the the giant kid, right? He's the he's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really tall. Uh, and, and you know, when Parley kid though, you know that struck a struck something with me when he was saying one hundred and four miles per hour. Are, are these radar guns wrong now? I just feel like everybody. I mean, yeah. I see yeah. a col- the funny thing was there was a college game the other day and the guy was throwing 100. He the announcer kept saying 104 and then the on the TV it was showing 100 miles an hour. Like it was always off like 4 miles an hour. So, hmm. I yeah. always find that funny. Uh but yeah, I was looking at Suzuki. I know it's not a, you know, at 4 to 1 maybe. I I mean, I think Jen, Jen, I would definitely lean on Jen for this because I, I do think you can find like a diamond in the rough here for for some of these odds. But, you know, just looking at Suzuki, who's one of the top international free agents this summer now do or this winter. I mean, I don't in all honesty, I don't know if like a professional Japanese player should be able to win the rookie of the year. Um, I'd probably say they shouldn't be. But this is a guy who's 27 years old. He's a five five time all star from Japan. You know, he hit th- 38 home runs last year. Great discipline at the plate, and he's a really good defensive outfielder. So, uh, you know, all things considered, I think, you know, he has like a head start on some of these, on some of these other guys. But How yeah, I don't he? know. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But you know, I. I mean, I, it's I, like Obi Toppin winning Rookie of the Year, right? <laughs> it's kind of like you wouldn't have a problem. Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm. Uh, I'm taking. A, I, don't, I don't know. Bryson Stott. Shortstop, why am I rooting for too many Phillies here? Shortstop, 20 to 1 odds. He's a Vegas guy, Harry, UNLV. 
almost mm. to 400 OBP in the, the minors. And I think, I think he's going to open the season at shortstop. He's been, uh, you know, turning heads enough to push Gregorius, who I think had minus 12 defensive Terrible, runs yeah. saved in the yeah. two seasons with the Phillies. He, he'd be a third base. I don't know. Are you hearing anything of that about that, Jen? This guy could start. Oh yeah. There's just, there's a lot of question marks. So, you know, with all these rookies, who knows? <laughs> it's yeah. a gamble. Well, Harry, you know, wait, did Harry, did you give us yours? Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Michael, cut that out. All right. Yeah. The weird thing with the, this is like, I think we, there were like three Cardinals, like Dylan Carlson. Did you take him, Jen, last year? Or did I, I don't remember. Who Dylan Carl- him, I might've, I might've, yeah. I liked Dylan Carlson. I probably I did. That. It was probably what, 1865, 266. Yeah. It's just such a, it's just a crapshoot there with some of these guys. All right, let's go to the AL. Uh, like I said, Randy Arizarena won. Uh, that doesn't seem like last year, right? Because he had such an impactful performance, right? Two years ago, I guess. Oh, I guess season. it's still. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, he was around. But AL odds, you got Bobby Witt Jr. I know a lot of people like him, plus 270. Spencer Torkelson, 5-1. to one. Julio Rodriguez, plus 550. And then it goes on. Jen, uh, who are we missing here? Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena plus 2,500. So Bobby Witt, obviously the clear favorite. He's already mashing in spring training. Everybody's waiting for Bobby Witt Jr. People are already overpaying for him in fantasy drafts and he absolutely could be a stud, right? Mm -hmm. But there's no value there. Like what fun is that? You wait all season to get two and a half times. It's it's no fun. So I'm going with Jeremy Pena. I'm following up on what I said earlier. I'm going with someone I think is going to walk into an everyday job. And if, if Jeremy Pena comes in and has an everyday job, on one of the best teams in baseball with the Astros. He just has a path to win this. Uh, he's really, really good defensively. He has plenty of pops, so he could easily hit 25 home runs, uh, save some games for them with his defensive play. And I just, I think that there's a pathway there. Whereas Bobby Wood Jr. with all that, you know, hullabaloo, uh, he could still go on a slump and get sent down. You never, never know. So I'd rather take the value. And so I'm going Jeremy Pena, 25 This to is one. sad. This is getting sad. <laughs> you're sm- you're smarter not- than this. You're smarter. Uh, who? I mean, who do you really think is going to win? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it probably fun. will be Bobby Wood Jr., but there, there's no fun in that. It could be L.A. Rushman. Brian thinks it's fun too. He's going pain as well. Yeah. I mean, it might be a homer pick, but yeah, I like it too. I mean, all things out of Houston is he's going to be a star. You know, I guess it just depends how large, uh, loud the garbage can is. Right. Oh um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. sorry. But no, I mean, it's weird. It is weird. It's funny when I was looking up this kid, you know, it's, it's funny. He played at the university of Maine. That's uh, you would not think kid yeah. from Maine would be a good not baseball player. Not too many. But yeah, he hits for average, has good discipline. He has speed. He's And like Jen said, he's a great defensive shortstop. So, I mean, he has a really nice swing. I was watching some clips of he him. Does. You know, he has, he definitely has power potential. I don't know if you'll necessarily see that much this season, but he'll have some, you know, maybe 15 home runs. But I think, yeah, 25 to one in this good lineup. I mean, he's going to probably put up some good stats. So I, I like that. I do like well, that picture. Like I said, so what won it last year, 20 and 69. So that's basically what you got, you know, mm-hmm. uh, respectable average, not even over 300. You don't need because in both leagues, it was 20 and 69, uh, kind of one home runs, RBIs right in there. All right, Harry, you wrote down Watt at plus 250. I think you meant wit and it's, uh, wit. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, t- the texting sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah I get <laughs> it. But listen, I'm going to, ta- I'm going to take wit at, uh, he is the favorite of plus two fifty playing shortstop for the, uh, 
for the Royals. Uh, great pedigree. His dad had uh, 142 wins. And by my math, I it's almost double of what DeGrom's going to have at 34 years old in terms of wins. <laughs> but anyways, uh, when, okay, uh, so 21. Wynn Jr. should win because his father had <laughs> twice as many well, wins well, as Well, also because maybe uh, last year in double and triple A, he combined for a 290 average, 33 homers, 97 RBIs, and 30 stolen bases. So that's why I'm going to probably take him uh, playing shortstop for the Royals. All right. Paulie Kitt, safer, somewhere in between, favorite right. and 25 to 1, Riley Green. Right. Yeah. And uh, pretty sure Witt's father was a very hyped prospect as well mm -hmm. and never really lived up uh, to uh, what he was hyped to be. A yeah. decent pitcher, but never as great as he was uh, told to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Riley Green, Detroit, 10 to 1, uh, 21 year old. You know what, Sal? I wouldn't even thought of this kid. Um, just because I I really don't know a lot of these names, but I happened to be watching the Yankees spring training game yesterday, and I see this kid. They were talking about him, and sure enough, on the same at bat, he hits one out against the Yankees. Smooth swing, about a six three, two hundred pound uh, lefty who can really do it all. Uh, hit uh, three hundred uh, in between double and triple A last year. Twenty four home runs, eighty something RBIs, draws walks like uh, they like them to do these days. Stole sixteen bases, was caught one time. So he's a great all-around player. He's going to be afforded the opportunity probably to play center field every day for the Detroit Tigers. Mm -hmm. So even if he gets off to a slow start, uh, he'll be able to you know maybe work his way out of it. Whereas some of these guys who are on more hyped teams, they get off to a slow start. They you know sometimes they have other guys that are uh, nipping at their heels for their playing time. I like this kid Green, the number five ranked prospect uh, on MLB.com. Uh, right behind his teammate, Spencer Torkelson, as you mentioned before, too, who's also going to be yeah, playing for the Tigers as well. Yeah, green at 10 to 1, right in the middle. Going to be a heck of a player. You know, what's great about this, or maybe uh, confusing, makes it impossible to pick, is you're, you're like we've all said, we're coming at this from different angles, right? So, like, Witt will start, right? And then you got guys who uh, may push someone out of a lineup, but may not, or may, you know, make the rotation, or may be the closer, right. we're not sure. Uh, and then there's another one, like Shane Boz, who I have at 20 to 1 for the Rays, the Wizard of Boz, Jen. Um, we're not going to see him probably for the first month. Cause I think he got arthroscopic surgery yeah. like last mm -hmm. week and he's down for uh, like two to three weeks. However, once he's there, a lot of people have him as a top 50 pitcher. He had three starts last year, 18 to three uh, K to walk ratio. Mm -hmm. um, actually two regular season appearances. Uh, yeah. I just, uh, he's, he's a dominant pitcher. The pedigree, in fact, it feels like a raised pitcher always emerges, right? Every year, every two years. And so at 20 to one, obviously it's built into the odds of fact that he's going to miss a month of the season, but uh, he's a stud, right? He's a total stud. He is wicked, wicked good. Um, the only problem I have with him is just how the Rays manage their pitchers. <laughs> like they just always go by committee um, yeah. and closer and starter and whatever. So he just may not get the opportunity to right. impress them enough, especially starting a month late. So that would be my only negative. But as far as talent, like he's got talent for days. He's dripping with it. All right. Dripping with talent. That's what I like. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll finish it off with the home run leaders and home run over unders. All right, here we go. Home run leaders. Wait, who was it last year? Oh, it was, uh, it was me. It was Perez. 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 Yeah. So I'm trying to look at his, he's not even, um, <laughs> they even consider him anymore. Uh, uh, so you go to season specials and FanDuel. I'm trying to think. 
it's so weird. Some of the guys that did well last year in the top 10, and they're not even um, shown. Perez is uh, 30, 30 to one. 30 to one. Okay, right. Uh, Vlad Guerrero, seven to one. Pete Alonso, plus 950. Jordan Alvarez, 10 to one. Choi Otani, 10 to one. I mean, he had the high 40s. Gallo, 12 to one. Trout back at 15 to one. Um, mm. Jen, you and I have Vlad. He had first full season, right? 48 home runs. Uh, all the respectable fantasy projection sites have him between 40 and 49. I think he and the team have a chip on their shoulder. If he wins MVP, I'll lose that bet, but I likely win this one. Uh, again, he's not as protected in the lineup with Simeon going to Texas, but Simeon was like the fourth, fourth best bopper in that lineup. Vlad yeah. Springer, Oscar yeah. Hernandez uh, surprised everyone. Seven to one, I think is good value for someone who really should be in the high thirties, somewhere between high thirties, low fifties. That's his range basically, right? If he stays healthy, what am I missing, Jen? You're not missing anything. Uh, he's going to win the home run contest. There's no question. He's just the best. Like he, he, his swing is the best. He's probably the best hitter in baseball right now, pure hitter. Uh, and he's so young and he's in a talent, uh, talented lineup and he's in a ballpark that, uh, is good for hitters. So Mm -hmm. he's going to win it. Like there's no question about it. He's, He's already won. All right. Uh, Parley kid, we will allow you one Homer pick because Jen had seven. So we'll give you one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Sal, I think, um, in terms of just raw power, you know, next to Guerrero, who really is a phenom. Yeah. Uh, Aaron judge, um, you know, we get to watch him every day. Uh, if he stays healthy and he was pretty healthy last year, uh, he's going to hit probably 40 minimum if he plays almost every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he gets uh, you know on a little bit of a roll like he did really going back to his first full season when he hit 52, uh, he can certainly approach those numbers again because Judge is just not a, a power hitter. He's a good hitter. Uh, he hits the ball, uh, especially for power to all sides, left, center, and right. And, you know, he could take advantage of that right field porch in Yankee Stadium at times. Uh, this bet will be better for me if he doesn't sign his contract extension before the season starts. They're trying to work something out, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But if I think it's like he he's getting that one playing that one year deal, and it's a show me type of you know season for him, he's going to have to stay healthy and produce. Uh, and if that's the case, I really like him. Uh, and I so I'll take Judge at fifteen to one. He's got immense power. And he's a, just a very good overall hitter. All right, Harry, another very good overall hitter. I wish you could combine this with the will win the home run derby because that's a given. Yeah, Pete Alonzo, right. Pete Alonzo plus oh, yeah. 850. Yeah, I'm going to take him uh, two full length seasons in Major League Baseball. He's got 90 total home runs. And more than anything else, maybe uh, maybe I just jinxed him too, Sal. But maybe I jinxed the Mets. Maybe I just jinxed uh, Alonzo for you. But I'm going to take Alonzo plus uh, nine, uh, eight fifty. All right, Brian, you're going with a long shot. Jimenez. Yeah, I'm going with yeah. Uh, yeah Jimenez at forty one. Last year, I think when Jen was on this, I gave him out at eighteen to one, and then I think he tore his pec or ruptured his pec the next day. Um, so yes. this is out him. So, but he, you know, he came back later in the year, and he, you know, he had ten home runs in fifty five games, and that's coming up. You know, that's on pace for. 30 home runs, but that's with a torn coming off that injury the year before he had 14 home runs in 55 games, 31 home runs in 122 games a year before that. This is a guy, if he ever is healthy, I mean, he will hit 40 home runs. I mean, he's going to hit 40 home runs if he's healthy and he puts them in the conversation, right? 
Uh, and you get them at, you know, you get them at 40 to one, which is much better than what I got them at last year. And you, we know how these things happen. Like I yeah. had them last year, probably will have a better year this year. Um, so yeah, 41. Well, this is a fun one to, to take a bunch of stats yeah. at, right? Yeah. Jen, like yeah. we, we could put a mo- the bulk of our money on Vlad and then just sprinkle it out much like, uh, you know, um, roulette style on some of these other, like who, who Jen do you like in the 30 to one plus range? Well, like, where's Jordan Alvarez just to have another Homer pick in there. He's um, 10 to one. He's not, okay, yeah, he's, so he's, he's too like favored. Yeah. Um, God, who else could do it? Austin so Riley. I'll, I'll read you some 30 to one on. So Sal Perez, the defending champ, Sal for Jean sure. Carlos uh, Stanton, Chris Bryant, Tyler O'Neill, Jimenez, uh, Austin Riley, Juan Soto, Jose Ramirez, Alex Bregman, uh, Nolan Arenado, who I know you know, like Freddie Freeman, you said he'd probably lead the Dodgers. You can get mm-hmm. 50 to one for him. Castellanos is 50. Uh, Castellanos is 50. Yeah. Okay. Castellanos so is a good one. That's the one. In that ballpark at 50 to In one. In that place. That's a good call. Yeah. yeah. One thing I would say about um, Aaron Judge, just be aware. We need to find out what the rules are with whether he's going to miss at bats in Toronto. Mm-hmm. because the vaccination thing. So that could slightly work against him just having opportunities to hit more. No doubt. So, what would sure. that be? Like 30, 30 at bats or something or no, maybe more, more. Is it nine games? Probably 35 at bats probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. We should look at that. By the way, speaking of the Castellanos, you think this is a pet peeve of yours, Shen. You hate the whole Castellanos uh, oh announcing God. thing. What you is guys, that? That joke is done. It's Explain over. That. Stop. Everybody that doesn't thinks they're so witty. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. I love that you hate Jen's this. right on that. So, so what you're talking about Stupid. is when something serious happens and uh, someone has to make an apology. What What's the. Uh, and there's a deep uh, drive to left by Nick Castillo. Yeah. Okay. We got it. Yeah, did anybody yeah. do that with Will Smith yet? Yeah, did nobody yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah, I was all that. <laughs> Man, why don't you do it? Jed, you'll, you do that. You'll get like 400 likes, and then you'll be back on the board. You'll I like should. It. Maybe I can get a blue check mark. There you go. Well, that's it. By the way, that's that's our goal. Forget the Hall of Fame vote. Blue check mark for Jen Piacenti and the rest of you guys, for sure. It's been too long. All right. Now, here's one of my favorites, the home run over under bets. I think we should be taking unders for all of these. Right. Uh, I like doing it for the older players. Fandle right now only has about 30 of these up. Um, but I would love, I love doing it with the older players, taking under for Pujols, taking under for the Cabreras of the world, because they don't, first of all, people love betting overs. So they bake that into it. They're going to, they're going to make it higher than they normally will. They don't factor in injuries, Right. Uh, they don't factor in players coming out of games that are blowouts, not as much a big deal in the major league baseball as in the NBA. Uh, they probably don't factor in extra innings also, which is, a. uh, but, but whatever the things I mentioned earlier, I think are bigger factors than those Jen, right. Wouldn't you say unders, like how many times have you gone over and like, Oh my God, I'm not even close. This guy got hurt in May and now I'm cooked. Right. As it's much more likely that it goes under. In my opinion, yes. I was looking at these lines and they're all really tight. Like they're all like almost exactly what they're projected, you know, and that's right. what they're good at. So in that case, I'm going to take the under. Yeah. So that's it. So look at NBA player props every night. You're going to go, they're going to basically take the player's average, whether it's points, rebounds, assists. They're not going to take into account, like I said, blowouts, guys getting hurt, stuff like that. They won't take into account overtime either, which is going to work for you in some instances. But those other things definitely factor in more. I feel like it's the same thing for a season-long bet. 
Uh, Jen, give us your big number. Arenado, 33 and a half does seem a little high. Yeah, I'm just going under. Look, he's not in Colorado anymore. I think he hit 34 last year, and that's really great. But he's a year older. He's 30 years old. He's in, in St. Louis now. It's not the same. So all he has to do is hit one fewer home run, and I win this bet. And he's a one year older and mm-hmm. not in a great ballpark. So I, that's where I'm going. Uh, Nolan Arenado, un, Arenado under 33 and a half home runs. He may hit 33 and that will make me happy. All right. Uh, Javi Baez is my pick under 27 and a half. I, uh, this is, you want to say it's a spite bet? Fine. Maybe he made his peace with Mets fans. Not this one, not me. Uh, also he's hit or miss with this total over 28, three of the last six years. He has poor plate discipline. Let's admit it. He can't take a walk, which I think is in my favor as a free swinger. Enjoy your declining years in Detroit. I know he's only 29, but. We'll keep an eye out for your earring, Javi Baez. Uh, we'll keep that search party going around home plate, City Field. But again, I, I bet under on almost all of these because uh, everyone's betting overs and everyone's a loser. So that's uh, how that goes. All right, brother Bry Stanton. I was uh, I like this one, then I, I was scared off by it because he seems like a guy who can get like all these guys can get six in a week. But I feel like Stanton's the kind of guy who. Uh, really does it comes in bunches with it. yeah i think i did this uh two years ago i think i took the under i mean jen might be a little bit more right in terms of like aaron so arenado you could win both ways right just if he has a little bit down of a year and then also if he's injured for like 10 or 15 games right it'll go under where yeah. stanton this is purely a play on his health right like if he mm-hmm. plays 140 plus games he's likely going to get this but it's weird to think outside of that one year where he had 59 home runs the next highest is actually 38 for stanton so mm-hmm. um you know, he had 35 home runs last year in 140 games. Um, in the two prior seasons, he only played 41 games combined. So, uh, you know, I, I think you look at his career, he's only had five healthy seasons in terms of playing pretty much full seasons, including last year. Can he stay healthy back to back? I'm going to I'm going to say he can't. All right. Harry going against Jen here. Jen's MVP yeah. pick. Freddie Freeman under 30 and a half. Under 30 and a half. I know he's a California guy, so he, he moved to L.A. To, to play with the Dodgers and the team is loaded. I get all this, but still just 10, 10 full seasons in the majors. He's gone 31 or more just three times. He had 31 exactly last year. So I think with this team and just a lot of times there'll be blowouts with the Dodgers. They'll be putting up a lot of runs. Just don't think the. Uh, that he doesn't have to put up the home runs. So I don't have to put up the big numbers like he kind of did with the Braves. So I think I'm going to go under 30 and a half here at minus 110. All right, Parley kid, I like this one too. 38 and a half, maybe too rich for Joey Gallo. Obviously, yeah, a consistent I mean, look, player, but yeah. Look, he had 38 last year. Um, he has gone over this total uh, two times in his career, 40 and 41, so just over it. Uh, but if you happen to watch him play for the Yankees last year, he hit 160. <laughs> uh, you know, remember when we used to mock Dave Kingman growing up? Yeah, Sal? Yeah, yeah. like same thing. Like Kingman, if he hit two thirty with like hundred and seventy strikeouts, we'd be like, "Oh, what a joke!" Yeah. Um, Gallo is maybe a worse version of Dave Kingman, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. He's a pretty good outfielder, um, surprisingly enough. But uh, you know, thirty eight and a half is a lot asking for a guy who does walk a lot. He takes mm-hmm. a lot of pitches. I know he's playing in the friendly confines of the uh, short porch and right field for the Yankees, but I don't, you know, he's not going to be able to hit like 180 and the Yankees keep him in the lineup. It's just, there's going to be times where maybe he just rides the pine for a bit. And I just don't know if he's made for New York. Seems like a nice guy. Um, But just, I'm not sure if he's mentally fit to really 
deal with like struggling in New York. Well, and uh, he's obviously going to struggle. His career average is 206. Right. So, I mean, he's going to struggle. I so, mean, I mean, it's just a. Imagine how loaded the Yankees are that you, you're you saying Joey Gallo could ride the pie. If they don't do it this year, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Sal, what do you just, Sal, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Brett Gardner will be in this lineup uh, before we know it at some yeah. point. So, oh, I mean, lo- absolutely loaded this team is. World Series of bust. Jen, do you year. like that? Do you like that under Gallo? Yeah, I like under. I don't think Joey Gallo is that great of a fit in New York, unfortunately. Right. So those seasons where he did hit over that number, he was in Texas. So I just mm-hmm. don't think it fits that well in New York. And so, yeah, I would take the under. Now, I do want to mention one thing. And now they they were going back to the regular uh, extra innings. First of all, it was going to be nine inning double headers uh, like it used to be. That still is the case. They were going to do away with the runner leading off second. Uh, starting on second base in the extra innings. And then it came back like last, I don't know what the hell happened, but now the runner's on second. Harry had an idea and I need to know before I put these over under home run bets in Harry said after the 10 innings, um, they should just have a home run derby. Now, if they implement this policy, um, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not going to profess that we should go with unders. Uh, Jen, have you you heard anything like this? I have not heard anything about this. Really? Okay. I feel what like, do you think, Jen? What do you think? I feel like there could be pushback. You know, this is like people arguing <laughs> about uh, the overtime in NFL and like, oh, the players are too gassed. You can't make them each, you know, do <laughs> yeah. this. They can't keep playing. Well, that's what you're going to get from the home run derby argument probably. Yeah. Oh, no, they're well, too they're, tired. Man, man, manager gets to pick two guys or one guy. They manager gets to pick guys. Maybe, maybe, listen, you, maybe you go one inning, maybe you go two innings of extra play, and then if there's no runs, you, the manager picks one player. You get five swings. Maybe you play a bench player. Like and a it all counts towards hockey? the stats. It's unbelievable. Like Joey Gallo has 109 home runs. And like, what the hell? Let's just go to the MVP. Savannah baseball team rules. Oh, I love that. Well, Andy. listen, to Darren, the runner at starting, the runner at second screwed everything up for baseball anyway. So, Harry, did well you do see that like though? That. The Savannah. I, I don't know. I don't know what type that, of team yeah. this is, but if a fan catches the ball, the players out. I love I mean, it. That's, Jen, did you I see mean, this? We have right. to send this to you. That Savannah. Home t- can you imagine so like the home team hitting some- one people tackling oh, the Savannah somebody, bananas? Making sure- Savannah bananas. Yeah. Savannah bananas. You're familiar with that? Is that like an independent team? team? Because mostly because I hate like bananas. So people like to troll me with Savannah <laughs> banana pictures. Oh yeah. You hate bananas. That's another weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Those kids are disgusting. No, but this is, uh, this, this is a great thing. Yeah. The fla- what other rules are there? Probably kid. The fans catch a ball. You're out. Um, there's that a, thing where the, if you on walk, walk on a walk, you can advance, you can every, sprint to first and try to get to second or even third before everybody on the team touches the ball. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Something right? Yeah. Like yeah. It's something yeah, like that's that. what it was. Everybody has to touch <laughs> like, the ball before. Uh, well, not, yeah. not on the team. Everybody in the field. Yeah. Everybody on the field. Everybody in the field. Okay. That was, well, that nine, was pretty great. That players. was pretty fun to watch, though. That was pretty I mean, Jim, we got to send you. That's jam packed at that that place again. Is it independent league baseball? What is it like? I don't. I, I think it is. We'll I think yeah. I out. think it's just. It's got to be. It's got amazing. It's got to be. They must get like, free beer. I don't know. Free beer. Man, I think. Man, Jen awesome. hates bananas, so she won't even watch the clips. But uh, we're gonna send them to you in there. All right, Jen. Now here's what's going on. The the podcast is over, but I do want to mention. Um, I'm gonna give you a free bet on one of your picks. Now this worked for oh, young wow. Tate Frazier. Tate. Dazzled us last week with his uh, college basketball knowledge. I said I'd give him a free bet. He said Nova to make the final four. Boom, 550 bucks in his Venmo account this morning. So uh, what are you going to do? Do you want me to spread these out over five bets or do you want to 
lean on one or two um, or maybe something you didn't give us today? What, what do you want to do? I'm Let's on spread the spot. it out over three bets here. Okay. Which, which three would you Let's like? Let's go home run leader Vlad Guerrero Jr. All right. Vlad Jr. AL rookie of the year, Jeremy Pena. Okay. And then let's go. Well, let's go under home runs for Nolan Arenado. Not a big payout, but. All right. So you'll get about even on that. I'll put 50 on each uh, uh, of those. Wow. For you. Does that work this out? Is fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Come back. Course. Yeah. <laughs> Told you it'd be worth it. Worth your while. All right. There you go. We got that. Uh, thank you, Jen, for coming on. This was thank a you. lot of fun. We'll make a nice graphic and send it out to everyone. And uh, they could do with that what they want. But I think we're going to make money as long as Harry's stupid rule isn't implemented. Screw up uh, the stats. And that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. I've had stupor. Yeah. I've had stupor. Stupor. He's had stupor. <laughs> stupor. <laughs> From Mark and Meatballs and Degenerate Trifecta and Jen Piacente, I'm Sal. Thanks so long and happy handicapping. I love it.